Welcome to Talent Acquired. I'm your host, Chris Nakiso with Chris Edward Consulting. And today we have a very special guest, Ollie Henderson from Kinley. And today we're going to be talking around the topic of the industry and the landscape shift with its solutions and service offerings. So Ollie, thank you for joining the show, my man. I'm super pumped to have you here. For our audience out there tuning in, why don't you introduce yourself and, and what specifically you do for Kinley? And we'll jump right in. Hey, Chris. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be on. So what do I do? What do I do? Well, what do I, what do I not do? I'm, There's a lot you do from our conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot I do. So I'm one of the VPs at Kinley, specializing in collaboration and UC, but also, you know, sweep the floors, change the toilet roll in the bathrooms and all sorts of things. So soup to nuts, really. But yeah, my, my take is my role is that I really try and help our clients and generally people in the industry with workflow and what's happening because, you know, things are moving on such a pace at the moment that I think the, the collab, AV, VC, whatever you want to call it, industry, doesn't know where it's at. It's, it's struggling to find its identity again. And that's where Kinley is. Kinley's in the collaboration space for those that don't know. Yeah, that's right. So Kinley, we're, we're a global integrator, originally a um, AV powerhouse, but now, you know, Thanks to people like myself and a, a few more progressive thinkers in the organization, we're really trying to push that to, to be a, a collaboration-fronted solution as opposed to just hanging screens and video walls and all of the above. No shame in that, but you know, we think we can offer a lot of thought leadership on the other front. So what I'm really you know, curious about in, in our conversation today, being that your background is so multifaceted, right? Kind of like a utility player, you have a pretty good idea and grip on, on where things are headed going through an extended period of time where a majority of the world has been operating remote capacity or in a remote capacity, what changed most about the collaboration integration world with regards to the solutions being offered? Well, I think, you know, COVID was clearly a watershed defining moment, right? That changed the way that we all worked and we operated. And you'll hear me use the phrase workflow a lot. Yeah. It changed our workflow. But just prior to COVID, there was a seismic shift from classic video conferencing, which was, let's say, the luxury of a few major corporates. It cost millions of dollars to put infrastructure in to have this operating at a really good level where it was always on, always in high quality and, and had that robustness to it. And then all of a sudden, Zoom and Teams came really with a vengeance in late 2018, 2019, and started to change that landscape quite dramatically. A lot of our clients were coming to us saying, you know, we need to move from Cisco to Zoom, from Cisco to Teams. And it was almost, it was crazy. It was crazy, Chris. It was almost like there was this FOMO, this fear of missing out. The educated, smart industry leaders were just like, well, well, what happens if we don't adopt Teams or if we don't adopt Zoom? You know, it, it was like a last man standing sort of approach. But then bolstered by the fact that COVID came, people were working from home. Zoom definitely became the platform of choice because it was just so easy for people to join. You know, WebEx definitely had issues. They're buying them out now. Teams was maybe a little bit more complex if your organization hadn't done its piece to get your environment ready. You know, and, and, and everyone adopted Zoom and started flying with it. So what are, what are the solutions now or what are the shifts that you are seeing? Because I feel like there's a pretty big seismic shift. Like, Traditional integration firms, especially from looking from my, my, my angle in terms of helping organizations look to, to build out their teams from a talent perspective, 
they've had like maintenance contracts, but they'd never have like the servicing side of things and being able to provide that. I feel like that's something that's really picked up. I feel like Kinley's been doing this for a while already, but a, a lot of companies haven't. I think that's where the biggest shift is is happening right now because of the Zooms, the Teams, and, and migrating your business more cloud-based and, and services-based. So let's be honest. I think our industry, to an extent, became quite fat and lazy with what the approach and what the offering was. You know, it was quite, it was relatively straightforward. An organization that was exceptionally cash-rich wanted really high-end video solutions in. So they got Cisco in and you had the maintenance contracts and you had the service contracts and the cost of the equipment was high. There was millions of dollars in maintenance every year for large environments. Then all of a sudden, clients started to change to Teams and Zoom, where, let's be honest, there really wasn't, the slice of the pie wasn't so big. It's become a commodity-driven market. So the equipment that's going into the room, you're lucky you know, we're doing a couple of global rollouts at the moment with large pharmaceuticals. You're lucky if you're hitting between 5 and 10% on the hardware. Lucky. You know, some of these guys will want a cost plus model. So therefore, the hand was forced in the integrator space or the solution space to have a day two service wrap. Where can we make ourselves different? How can I put myself against another competitor? How can I say, Chris Industries, right, we're going to look after your environment soup to nuts. We're going to take care of your Zoom portal. We're going to monitor those rooms to make sure nothing goes down. We're going to tie that into service now. We're going to have a help desk 24-7 follow the sun support where the guys are really, really, you know, suited and armored up of how to deal with these new processes and problems, which was very different from a codec not working. Yeah. It's, so really going after that RMR model. Yeah. Without any shadow of a doubt. And, and then that, that that's a, a beautiful segue to your point about who, what does the person look like that I'm interested in now? Who am I looking to hire? Yeah. How does this shift the talent? Yeah, absolutely. Talent shifts immeasurably. So let's take our company at the moment. I've got exceptionally skilled install and commissioning technicians that can do very, what I class as complex problem solving on classic AV rooms that see this new environment of basically PCs and USB peripherals and devices. And they're just like, nope, this is not my comfort zone, don't know where I'm at. Whereas our younger techs, the kids that have grown up with PCs all over the house, pulling in and pulling out USB devices, knowing where things are going, those guys are taking to it like ducks to water. And this is really interesting. So when I'm looking at someone, let's say for help desk, I want good IT skills, someone that's comfortable with an 0365 environment. Do we have to be too worried about Teams or Zoom? Maybe not. We can train that part. But someone who's got fundamentals in computing and IT infrastructure, I want people with good network understanding, network knowledge, because most of our problem solvers in the field now will struggle with networks above and beyond anything else. Yeah. So it has dramatically changed what we're looking for in terms of skill sets. Will that also change like project managers as well, being more on the IT side? Correct. Understanding that network, understanding, okay. I think that's the problem that AV traditionally, right, has always struggled with is it's a very, it's a tight-knit community, right? It's a very small community that's now becoming part of a bigger hand in, in, you know, in, in the world of, of how tech really operates and collaborates with one another. So the challenge is trying to find talent in the industry where now we have to expand outside, right? Yeah, so I, I possibly have a different point of view on this. I think historically, historically, when I speak to some of my other colleagues, they hired the skill sets, yeah? 
I like to hire the individual with a grounding in the area that I'm looking at, and we can train the skill sets. So what I'm saying to you is I think the culture, the culture is now different. I'm wanting younger people with a IT mindset, as I was saying to you, network fundamentals, who we can train, because this technology is moving so fast. A hundred percent. I was on a call with our global team this morning. I'm on the product team. I think a lot of those guys, even on our global team, are struggling with how fast things are being rolled out. It's like golf clubs, right, Chris? Every year, there's a new new model. Oh, you know it. (laughs) And there's a new driver. (laughs) It's crazy. You got to get fitted. You got to go through that whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where leading on from that, you know, we're looking at sales guys. What does a sales guy look like that I'm looking to bring onto the team now? He's going to be comfortable with rumors of service, OPEX models, a new way of selling. Well, I say a new way, a new way for our space. For me, the parallels are always the car industry. You know, a guy nine times out of 10 isn't going to start the conversation in the, in the automobile industry with, yeah, it's a $100,000 car. He's going to say, yeah, you can, you can get into this for around 800 bucks a month. And this is where our AMs have got to start thinking a bit more like that, service-based. We'll be picking up our, our revenue or our margin on the service side of looking after these clients, not so much on that one-and-done deal mentality. Yeah, and I'll leave it with this, because I, I do agree with you, though, on the talent piece. I'm a big proponent, right, because someone took a shot on me a long time ago. I didn't have the skills in the technology recruiting space, but I was taught. I had the drive and I had the passion for want to learn. I was very competitive. And I don't think that's just sales, right? Because I know I'm, I'm coming from the sales background. I think in any background, but I think that's something I've recommended a lot of clients to think about, you know, with this shift is where can you train people and let's go after the specific talented individual who understands where everything is going, but wants to learn and be invested in your process. Because to me, it's about the, it's the longevity with that person at the company, right? And that's a big thing in tech in general that's really taken a hit. I don't want to go down this path because it's a long one, but is tenure, specifically in SaaS. You know, it's like 18 months. That's not very long. The AV industry has a better tenure than that, but now we're getting more congealed into that space, right, where now everybody's doing a little bit of everything. So how do we also keep those employees? So I guess my question for you to, to kind of wrap this whole thing up is, what would you recommend an organization who's going through this shift to really consider and think about as they continue to build out their teams? Agility, number one for me. You've got to be agile in your approach and that's, you've got to be agile in who you're looking at and you've also got to be be looking for agility in, in the people. You know, people are going to have to wear more hats. They're going to have to, you can't just have the one guy that goes out commissioning on site. He's going to have to part troubleshoot, part understand the network, know a bit of the Zoom infrastructure, know a bit of Teams infrastructure, and then also maybe have to flip-flop back to a classic Cisco environment. So you need agile people. Culture, as you say, someone that's eager and willing to learn. You know, so you want someone with a distinct interest in the sector, where it's going. People come to me all the time in our organization. Ollie, how do you know so much about all these different products? And, you know, the simple answer is, I'm just a little bit sad. I've got a bit of an acquisitive mind and I I look into it. By default, I'm interested to see Logitech release something new. That's great. Poly have released something new. What is it? Pexip have just released their as a room solution. You know, everyone's talking about it, but what is it? You know, people don't actually read the article, drill down and go, oh, right, it's actually just Logitech's Android box and Pexip have designed their own app to go onto that box. You know, so you've got to have that natural inquisitiveness. 
and that's what I'd really recommend. But I'd say keep keeping a lot of experienced old heads is important as well. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater to use a, an old saying, you know, it's not a root and branch change that's needed, but definitely look to the future, some more refreshing faces, more agile approach, good culture. I love it. I love it. Well, man, I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me on this. I mean, that's, these are the questions I think a lot of companies are going through right now is how do we do this? And I, I obviously with your background, your experience, it's been very insightful. So my man, I appreciate you joining the show, dude. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, Ollie. Anytime. It's a real pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Take care.